listening can be very, very therapeutic. Oftentimes I would feel in polarity sessions, like my clients would come for that little check-in before they got on the table more than any other part. That check-in was an opportunity for me to listen with my entire body, listen with all of my energy, to find resonance with that person and their energy so that they felt totally heard and seen and witnessed. And in so doing, we're creating a kind of rapport and it's been studied across every type of therapeutic application. The quality of rapport that a practitioner has is really what affects the outcome of one's healing, whether that's in the medical context or in the psychotherapy context, that when the practitioner is really listening, the client receives the most benefit and their therapy goes the farthest. Welcome to Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine, a podcast for seekers, dreamers, healers, and anyone on their healing journey. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about listening. I actually had seeded my dreams last night, so I was divining a dream to guide me around what to do for this podcast because I knew that it was time to put one out, but I still had not really landed on the right thing to share. And I was still really feeling called. Last night I was talking to my partner and I was like, I just really want to be in a state of listening right now as opposed to speaking and sharing my voice. And he said, why don't you do the podcast about listening? And I thought, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. So I put it, the question to my dreams. And of course, the dream that came from the seed was in total alignment with this topic. First of all, there was a band in the dream that was playing songs for divination purposes, exactly the way my friend Andras Jones runs his musical divination radio eight ball show. I interviewed Andras in a previous episode last year, and he actually mentioned that part of what motivated him to create this game was to give people an opportunity to really listen to music. Because when we're searching a song for an answer to our own question, we can't help but listen more acutely than we would otherwise. So to honor the dream I incubated for this episode, if you listen to the end, we will be doing a little musical divination. You'll be invited to ask a question like you would if you were pulling a tarot card or shaking a magic eight ball, and then you will listen to the song that I've chosen at random for the answer to your question. I also want to give a little shout out to my best friend, Dazan, who texted me some possible dates to schedule my next polarity communications class in the morning as I was contemplating this dream. So I called her up and asked her interpretation, and she suggested that this episode should be about polarity communications, energetic communication, which is all about listening. So... Perhaps this topic is reaching you at an opportune moment, as I'll be sharing some polarity tips, some specific tools for how to listen energetically, and just exploring how really, truly listening is way more valuable than anybody ever really talks about. (laughs) The quality of our presence, our ability to create rapport with our clients or with anyone 
that we want to interact with. If you're working in sales or if you're working in any kind of customer service or human services, working as a teacher with students, being a parent, I can't think of any context where this isn't useful and helpful and incredibly valuable. And that is to be able to create rapport, to have a a resonant field between you and the other person so that we can actually really receive them. And when we are able to do that, some kind of magic happens. You get into a space of deep affinity and connection and all kinds of healing is possible when you get there that isn't possible when you don't. (laughs) So I would say that out of all of the things that polarity has offered for me in my life, polarity communications has been the most useful, helpful, applicable to everyday situations. And I use it not just with the people I love around me or with clients, but with myself. I can take that quality of listening and resonating and turn that inward to how am I being receptive to me? How am I honoring the subtle cues that my own energy is showing me? And where am I not? How can I become more curious about what's happening within myself moment to moment so that I can be fully present with myself? And I do believe that when we get really present with ourselves and we're able to really tune in to what our own energy is trying to tell us, only then can we be fully present for anyone else around us. And in this episode, I really wanted to break down a few pieces that I have learned about listening specifically when we want to truly listen to ourselves or to another. These few things to me are the most important things to consider. One fun fact that I learned just from Googling today was that the word listen contains the same letters as the word silent, which I had never really noticed before. But I think that's pretty amazing. So to me, like the first principle in listening is really about getting quiet enough to hear. It's about giving the other person safe space to explore what's going on for them being receptive enough to just witness and be present. So that's that's kind of like an etheric principle, right? Spaciousness and quiet, silence, creating the opportunity for thoughts or emotions or whatever is present to be expressed. And when we're doing that for another person, wherever we can offer real presence and real witness. That is a true, true gift. Just coming into a place of quietness in yourself in the moment is the first step in listening and acknowledge that 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 is active. It's not passive. (laughs) To hold space is a very active thing because it actually takes attention and focus and willingness to step back, to get silent, and to really be receptive to whatever arises. 
I found this great quote by Alice Dewar Miller, a feminist poet and activist in the early 1900s. She said, People love to talk but hate to listen. Listening is not merely not talking, though. Even that is beyond most of our powers. It means taking a vigorous human interest in what is being told us. You can listen like a blank wall or like a splendid auditorium where every sound comes back fuller and richer. I love specifically this point about vigorous interest. To me, that speaks to another really important principle of listening, which is being willing to be engaged, putting away our assumptions and inviting the unknown, the mystery to be revealed. That is, again, not a passive thing. In order to listen vigorously, we have to want to know what someone is going to say. We have to make room in our heads and our hearts and our busy life to get genuinely curious. So listening really begins with giving ourselves the grace to be receptive. We have to fill our own cup in order to be able to hold space for ourselves or another. If we want to show up as an empty vessel or be the hollow bone or be the channel or be able to cultivate a quality container. That doesn't come from nothing. When you're in a session, there's space for that built in. You know that in order to be able to tune into another person effectively, we have to tune our own channel. We have to get our own attunement first. And so we set that, set our energy, tune to the earth and highest wisdom And from that place of alignment, really filling yourself with your own energy and becoming that really excellent container means starting from a place of fullness so that we can make room for emptiness. You can listen like a blank wall or like a splendid auditorium where every sound comes back fuller and richer. I think this is a beautiful, beautiful invitation to acknowledge that not all rooms receive sound the same way. There are spaces where sound will fall flat and it will not echo, it will not come back sounding fuller or stronger. We can be like the flat wall that is not really being receptive to what the person is saying or what our self is trying to say, absorbing the sound and maybe interpreting it through our own filters. Or we could be like that amazing auditorium where we are amplifying, allowing it to reverberate and echo back to its source. That takes us a kind of generosity to be that big, to be that empty, reflective and resonant. It takes some energy to be that way, not stifling, but allowing it to be resounding, to come to total resolution, to honor every last reverberation. 
that's a really sacred gift. Listening deeply and well really comes from a place of neutrality that is detached yet curious, invested, but open. It's about coming from a place of being willing to be surprised. When I was young, I used to work with a pendulum. And if you know what a pendulum is, it's like a heavy object on a string and you ask the pendulum a question in order to divine the answer or to find lost objects. But the practice of using the pendulum effectively always began with three things. One was you first ask permission to use the pendulum. And the second thing was, can I, which means, am I capable of asking the question in this moment? And sometimes you're just not hydrated enough or you're not present enough. And the third thing was, after I asked the question, I would just begin repeating in my head, I'm so curious what the pendulum will say. I'm so curious what the pendulum will say. And I would repeat that until it started to move in a yes or no direction. Planting that seed of curiosity was so that I wouldn't interfere with whatever the pendulum was going to tell me with my own thoughts directing it in a position. I wanted to be neutral. And the way that I found to get to neutrality was through curiosity. I'm so curious, what will it say? I'm so curious, what will it say? (laughs) And so that was just something that I thought of today when I was really breaking down this whole thing of listening, allowing the truth to be revealed without influencing it. And that simply how we're framing our thoughts and our presence can inform the pendulum, right? And it can definitely inform each other. And so whenever I really want to listen, I want to let go of whatever preconceived notions I have about what the other person might say or about what is going on within myself even. If I think I know, then I'm going to be asserting an energetic direction. And if there isn't any curiosity there, then my listening is not authentic. I already think I have an answer maybe. So to me, a part one aspect of really listening well is about being incredibly curious. That's something that we can move towards intentionally, especially when we're feeling sort of apathetic or uninterested. Curiosity tends to be a way back to experiencing more vitality and reverence for our everyday existence. And I've really been leaning on this hard lately because I've been challenged (laughs) in that arena. And when I find the world seems uninteresting or predictable, or maybe it's overwhelming and I'm just feeling too sensitive to engage, that also can happen. Then my, my practice is really about how can I get more curious? How can I get more hopeful? And that place of hopeful curiosity 
is really to me where, where I feel the most alive. And when those things start to wane, that's when I know I'm, I'm losing some vitality, some, some bit of my essence is, is draining somewhere. So I need to like go back in and really listen to my own system. Like where, where am I draining my energy and how can I refill my cup and get curious again and get hopeful again and become entranced in wonderment and open myself to new ideas, new thoughts, epiphanies, revelations. And when those are flowing, that's when I know I'm in alignment. I'm on my path. So anytime I'm not, then I just know I need to lean in on curiosity. And it could start with just that repeating over and over, I'm so curious what my life has to say to me today. <laughs> I'm so curious what this person is going to say next. When I'm not already feeling reverent and open and gracious, it, it gives me a way in. It's like a thread that I can follow back to that place of really being hungry for whatever is coming. And I think that that's a really important place to recognize in ourselves and in our energy so that we can go back there, especially when we're, we're feeling far away or off. So whenever you're about to sit down and have a conversation or you desire to have a deeper sense of connection with another person or with yourself, I really think listening is the way to get there. Listening is the way to deeper resonance, to deeper connection. In physics, the definition of resonance is when the frequency of an initial object's external vibration matches the resonant frequency of a second object. As a result, the second object will vibrate or oscillate at a higher amplitude. I love that this definition of resonance is not just about when two things are vibrating in a matching frequency, but really it's about how one object matching the vibration of another actually raises its amplitude. And I think that this is a really essential key to the difference between just listening and really, truly energetically listening. I would say that the way that in polarity we do this is, is first of all, just by treating all beings as frequency generators, <laughs> recognizing that we are made of energy, that energy is moving, it is always in motion. And when we can meet another person in their energy and recognize, acknowledge, notice, become aware of how they are vibrating and how we are vibrating, then through that awareness and intention, we can consciously get into deep resonance and then also amplify their frequency in the way that is most supportive and helpful. But it starts with that neutral base of just meeting them where they are. And in order to do this, there's a few steps I kind of broke down. And I do want to invite you, 
if you're interested to try this as an experiment to connect with someone you know, perhaps inviting them to tell you how they feel uh, for five minutes, you could just time it. And before you begin, in order to sort of measure the outcome, it's good to just sort of, you know, even though it might seem arbitrary, pick a number between one and 10, how connected or how in resonance do you feel? Perhaps they're in a really different place than you are. And you can notice this based on, you know, how fast or how slow are they speaking or moving? Where are they emotionally? Do they seem really up, really down, really, you know, heated or really cool and aloof? How are they doing and how are you doing? So just becoming aware of what frequency are you already at? (laughs) Your baseline, right? And then from there, kind of rate on a one to 10, how connected do you feel? Noticing where you're at and where they're at and getting into a a neutral place, beginning to make space for them to share and really inquiring, how are they doing? And then practice active energetic listening by coming into a place of silence and imagining that you are that magnificent auditorium there to not just receive their words, their thoughts, their feelings, whatever it is that they're sharing, but to really amplify that with your own energy. So you can meet them with your body language. You can meet them by repeating back the words you hear them say through mirroring, through giving them some of the gestures that they're using as they're explaining how they're feeling, giving that back to them. And then notice how at the end of this exchange, your energy feels differently in relation to them. How do they feel? And notice that that level of connection, if it has gone from a low number to a high number, it, it almost always does. You can, if you start out in two different places and then you're able to come into resonance, then it's just an amazing, amazing thing what happens. The power of our full undivided attention and reflection. It's really a beautiful thing. So to close out, I wanted to honor the dream that I incubated for this episode by doing a little musical divination. And so what that means is I'm going to invite you to tune in in a moment to your question. I'll kind of guide you through this. And then I will be playing a song at random to answer the question that you're asking. So just noticing and really listening deeply for the answer to your question in the song. And I will be ending the episode there. So I just want to encourage you to check the show notes for a link to share with me anything that comes up for you from your musical divination. Or if you try this listening experiment with another person, I'd love to hear how it goes. And definitely check out my website at elevationhive.com for future classes, including our polarity communications class about active listening, energetic listening, and others that are also coming soon. So I encourage you to tune in now as you begin this process of musical divination, maybe 
you know, shake it out a little bit, take a few deep breaths as we enter into this last little exercise of honing in on a question that you might have for, as my friend Andras would call it, the pop oracle. Perhaps there's something in your life right now that you are wondering about, something that you're seeking guidance around. I'm choosing this song based on a randomized feature from my song provider. And I would invite you to listen to this whole song with your full presence, inviting whatever first thought, best thought pops into your mind as you listen to the music or to the words or to anything that maybe even comes into your environment as you are listening to provide you with the exact information you need. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone's running like they stole a dream Images of magazines Take your chance while you're still young Glory flickers like a candle in the desert sun Wasted time on an overpass Watching how nothing lasts The streets are filled with a hollow glow The bellies ache A shallow hunger Sit and talk, ghost behind your.